Hello and welcome to With This Book We Can. I'm Kerry Gittens. And I'm Lynette Barker. And we are teacher librarians passionate about literature and how to bring stories to life in our classrooms. Before we begin, we'd like to acknowledge the First Peoples of Australia as the first storytellers. Your stories and experiences are the heart of this country. In particular, we acknowledge the Awabakal people, the traditional owners of the land on which we are recording today. So, Lynette, for our third episode of 2023, we've chosen the book The Pros and Cons of Being a Frog, written and illustrated by Sue De Gennaro. Now, this book came out in 2012 and was a CBCA shortlisted book. So, although it's not recent, it's still very relevant and just such a great picture book to use with the kids. Um, I'll read the blurb on the back. It says, Finding the right animal wasn't easy. It was Camille who gave me the idea of being a frog. A beautiful story about true friends and how to keep them. So I, I've loved this book for a very, very long time because I think it's important for children to see themselves in literature and this one celebrates diversity in such a lovely way. So one of the characters is a cat and the other character is a young girl who loves numbers. And so they communicate with each other through their various strengths and they see the way that they communicate and the way that they are with each other as very positive until one point comes in the story where there's been a suggestion that the dog has been chasing the child that is a cat for too long and so he needs to change to some other animal and his friend Camille tries to help him choose an animal and they eventually settle on a frog but... As the story goes along, Camille leaves in a hurry because she's frustrated and impatient with the way that the boy, the frog, is trying to measure her up for the costume and she just can't, she doesn't have the words to express exactly how she feels so she decides that that's it, she's had enough and she has a certain number of numbers that she uses to communicate with and one of them is number 17 and that means no and as the frog child yells out, stop wriggling, she's had enough. So she just keeps saying 17, 17, 17 and off she goes. So what did you think? I was like you. It was such an interesting book because the friendship was core, core to the story and then that point you spoke about where the frustration took over and what I really loved was their ability to work that out together. They took their time apart. They eventually come back looking for one another but we didn't bring an adult in to resolve it. Yeah, it, I really yeah, like that too. Yeah, I did too. And it just showed that children sometimes are left alone to ponder what's happened and to think about ways moving forward. Maybe that's a really important step to growing up and building resilience. And I think too often we step in, don't we? Always. Yeah. Because we want to see everyone happy. And sometimes you have to work through things to develop the skill of resilience, problem-solving, cooperation... Exactly. And collaboration, because that's what they were trying to do here. They both wanted the same end, but they were coming at it from different angles. And I just, I love the way that Camille just took off. There were all these, as I said, all of these 17, 17, 17s, because that meant no. And then she just walked away. And then the frog child had to find a way within himself to come to that realisation that, okay, he's overstepped the mark. What do I do about it? And I think for the first time, 
I've been when I looked at the collaboration within the story, and that was a key part. But the importance of cooperation that goes with it, because we often say we need to collaborate and work together. But to do that, you do have to give up a little bit. So if you like everything quite rigid and strict and in order, sometimes you've got to bend that a little bit to allow the collaboration to happen. And I don't know that we ever talk that through enough. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think that. I don't think we do. Yeah, you're right. I think that we need to we need to let our children, our students, take a step back and if they do have a disagreement, that, that collaboration takes compromise. And so Definitely. they need they need to learn that. They need to learn that give and take. Mm. And uh, this book is just a perfect example of that. And I just I loved when they were trying to find the right animal the frog boy to be because he was a cat as I said in the beginning and he got chased by the dog too often so that was it he needed to find something different and when Camille came to his aid they thought about all different kinds of animals they thought maybe he could be a crocodile or maybe he could be a fox or maybe he could be a shark but then it says in the story that it was Camille who finally gave him the idea of being a frog and she if you look at the page where she does that where she comes to that realization that this would be the perfect animal for him takes care of all his woes there's no cats or dogs or anybody chasing him the frog is quite not an innocuous animal but a a, a placid animal one that doesn't elicit any kind of sharp responses like a crocodile or a crocodile or a shark would and i love the fact that she's done it all mathematically so it's she's got herself a little chart there and she's got the, the A-axis and the Y-axis and she's figuring it all out. There's a definite thought process yes. within it. Yes, definitely. So taking it into the classroom, I really like there was a page where the boy works through the pros and cons of being a frog. Yep. So that discussion within his own mind and to list it, it's a great page to use in the classroom, that takes you into discussion and then looking at both sides so it takes you into perspective. Mm-hmm. And in the new English K-2 syllabus where they're looking at different types of text, um, one of the, they call it mentor concepts, is, I've just got to look here, the exact wording, it's perspective and argument. Mm-hmm. And they list this book as a, an example that, that you can use to bring out that concept in the classroom. And the supporting concepts with that are imagery symbol and imitation, sorry, connotation and perspective. So you can see all of that through the book, particularly on that page where it goes discussion and then you could get the children to take either a pro or a con, go one side and work on exposition and, you know, persuasive arguments. So exactly. there's a lot you can delve down into from a uh, writing perspective. Absolutely. And I think too you can use some visuals as well to, if you if you're trying to get them to look at the pros and the cons of a certain thing, it doesn't necessarily have to be a concept as such. It can be a visual that you can put up there for them and, and they can say, you can do the pros and cons of, well, what do you think? Is this is this image a true image or is it um, not a true image? And then you can, you can kind of bring in, depending on which age group you do it with, you could bring in fake news mm. and how that all works and the pros and cons of putting things like that out there. So you could maybe take it up another level to maybe a stage three discussion on is fake news okay or not or why would we think like that? So So how could you embellish the pros list to really sell something Mm. when the cons are quite heavy and weighted and it's leaning that way and how we do play around with information? Absolutely. And then in the information fluency framework, 
there's a social strand in every stage, but just picking up stage one, for example, it says um, communicate your point of view to others and listen to the views of others. That was crucial for Camille and and the boy. They had to learn to listen to each other. Mm, And that's perfect. It fits in perfectly with that one. And then, of course, I have to drag it into coding because that's a, a world I live in and I love. If you go to the Digital Technologies Hub and you want to work with Stage 3, mm-hmm. there's an area that you click on on the top menu. So it's Digital Technologies Hub and we'll put the link in the notes. There's a Teach and Assess button with lesson ideas. And in Years 5 and 6, there's the binary numbers where you're using all the numbering and codings throughout the hub. You can go looking for lessons. So... When you say 17 means no, and I think 23 was yes. Yep. What are, how else, what other words could we use? Could we have coding, you know, so you could have a look at all of um, that area as well. So you can sort of take your little feelers where your passion is as well. And that introduces the, math- the language of mathematics, doesn't it? Definitely. So not just in the coding language, but you could even look at, um, well, it would be coding, but rather than on a computer, you could use a coding language develop your own ABCs, so to speak, um, like they did back in, in, in the World Wars. Well, another good book that does that you can link that to is The Eleventh Hour okay. by Graham Bass because that book has all around it codes hidden the whole way through it and you can use that coding. You need to put that, it's escaped me the name of that type of code, but um, I'll add that to the show notes as well. But there's so much you can do with that. Yeah, it's such a great book and as, as we've said, you know, it can be used for stage one or stage three depending on how deep and how involved you want to get within the story and within the little parts of the story like the actual mathematical language and, and then if you want to do the literature and the pros and cons and use visuals and things like that. The other thing that I really liked about it was that they had to – they looked at the different animals and I think that you could – you could actually get your students to say, well, which animal would you be and why? Why would you choose that animal? I don't know what animal I would choose. It wouldn't be a frog. I'm just going to put that out there. As much (laughs) as I love the story, it would not be a frog. That's something for me to ponder. Yeah, me too. I haven't actually thought about that, but I just thought it would be great for the kids to do it. It would be fun. So take it to whatever stage you feel necessary or just read it for enjoyment. Yeah, it's a great story. It is.